Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the show. I'm Carrie Berry here with your host, Ted. Good morning, friends. Grab a coffee, a smoke, and a turkey. Because it's Thanksgiving, motherfuckers. Let's be thankful. So what's up, baby? What's going on? How you doing today? Pretty good. I'm grateful to have a day off in the middle of the week. It's it is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Nice to spend some time. This is also one the way that it lands when it comes to typical corporate holidays. Yeah. They have to give you Friday too. You know, because yeah. it's because every time it's a Thursday, say Friday. Whereas Christmas. Yeah, you never know. You might just, be back the next day. It, most places don't give Christmas Eve, so you're just. Fuck, you have to like take vacation time before. Or yeah. After. If like yeah. if like Christmas is on a Wednesday, that's the worst. You yeah, because you don't have screwed. Christmas I've been, Eve. I've been in that. You know. And then yeah, but then, but then you've got to you either just do it, which I used to like before I had kids, mm-hmm. or when I I worked at a call center and I would always work the holidays because I didn't have kids and I'd get time and a half. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I knew a lot of guys who did that, or if they didn't have custody of their kids. Yeah. A lot, and, of, a lot and, of guys in my area didn't. You know, you don't have to. So they would work. Yeah, in my uh, industry. Yeah. Industries. Well, I'm sure. Also, if they wanted to see their kids and they couldn't, that probably or, would help take their mind off of it. Or only they only had you know two of their kids that holiday, or or none of them. They were all. It was one of those off years where they're all at their baby's mamas. <laughs> that time, you know, some weird alignment of the stars, single dad stars lining up. I went out, you know, looking for the turkey yesterday. I don't know if you remember how yeah. pissed off I came yeah. home last night. I had a, a falling down moment last night. Not a moment, a bunch of moments. About 45 minutes. So so what happened? Well, first of all, I went to pick up our oldest from kindergarten. And parent pickup, as usual, was like the bazaar in Mogadishu in Black Hawk Down or like Mos Eisley Cantina in the first Star Wars movie, <laughs> New Hope, you know? Like you say, do, 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 do. You know, you're like, what the hell? Who are, what are these people? You know, wh- where are you from? Seriously, where are you from? You don't look like anybody I've ever seen outside a Sesame Street episode. You know what I'm saying? Yikes. And they were just all being third world, you know, like driving cats. They, they, they just don't take turns. If you're going to, like, let one of them in, you're risking damage to your car from the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th that are just going to fire right through to try to get that, uh, you know, that space in, that, to move up. You know, they're not going to, like, oh, no, you just gave that guy a turn, so here's your... So that was kind of happening. And then there were people just ignoring it, just driving down the street because they got to get somewhere, you know, or just pulling over in the middle of the street. Like, in the middle of the street, this busy right. street. Yes, Yes, right next to the school. Just stopping their crappy 96 blazer. Just stopping it, getting out and picking up their kid. Getting out and picking up their kid. Not even like, some of them just, you know, yell from the window. So that, that the whole thing had me furious. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just to get out of there with our guy without getting killed was insane. <laughs> I, I, I'd start to pull out and then somebody would rush across. You know, a parent. We're not talking like a kid. Like somebody's grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, Abuelita. So you know, crazy. That's who it was. Running out in the middle of the street. So then I had to go and after that pick up our oldest, you know, our the, the big guy, is a sophomore from high school, which only is only, you know, a couple minutes down the road. It's a good little run that we got mm-hmm. to pick up the boys from school. But I got to run him across town to take him to wrestling. 
So getting into his school and picking him up and getting out is a giant clusterfuck. Slightly less than the elementary school for the oh. our, our kindergartner. Just a little less um, Because chaos. it's a gifted school. That's why, you know, <laughs> because they're only slightly smarter, you know, and they actually drive a little bit better. And I, I don't know, maybe they're just a little bit more organized than the kids at the high school where he wrestles at, which is the the local talent. But it's it's an interesting place. It's like a freaking zoo. And you have to drive them and over there. And I have there to drop them off there school. as everybody's leaving. So all the kids are leaving school. All the buses are mm-hmm. leaving school. And I'm trying to get in there. And they don't give a shit how they get out. They just don't look. Why isn't there a, pol- a police officer? There's no police. Directing traffic. There's nobody out there trying to organize anything. People are, it's like Mad Max in the freaking parking lot. <laughs> People are driving these crappy, busted up vehicles from all different directions trying to converge on like the one exit. You know what I'm saying? The one little exit to get on the road, yeah. then to get on the road and get out of school. So they're all just firing at it like, you know, it's the last bit of fuel in the wasteland. You know, there's a dude with a mask, you know, and I'm like ready to, but I was cursing the, you know, the Immigration Act and uh, everything. And then I had to go to the grocery store, and it was the same shit. And except this time, I, I ran into the boomer archetype, who is pissed off at what his nation is coming to, even though he's a massive reason it is. And they're just rude and ignorant, and they don't give a shit if you got like a little kid with you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you got, hey man, you know, I only got two things. You got 755 things with coupons. They don't let you like I, I in. A reverse situation, any situation with anybody. A member of the Black Panthers could show up. Maybe not anybody from the ADL, but you know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, hey, buddy, you only got two things. You know, I got all these things. Why don't you just go real quick? No, no, fuck that. No, the guy with the mustache, the white mustache is like, hey, uh uh-uh. So I was just having like this, like this throbbing headache was starting to grow. And you know, if if you had to make a commercial on how to turn a normie into like our side of the pond mm-hmm. and smash it all into like a movie that was or an episode of a show that was 50 minutes long you could have done it with what you experienced yeah and and you know you could turn it into ardent you know n-word nazi you know what i'm saying like <laughs> holy crap everything was just a huge, I told you so, from people who were saying, we need to stop immigration, you know, in the 80s, and we need to, you know, clean our culture up and not have it so degenerate. They were all proven right in my little little trip around town, running a couple errands, you know, in the afternoon. My my skull was just, boom, just pounding with, like, how crazy it is. All, all these new people showed up from all over mm-hmm. the world, it seems, in our little town. Yeah. I thought was, you know, if, if you want to use the diversity angle, I thought this town were. was pretty damn diverse. Yeah. I, mean, I lived here since like 2009 and it was, you know, you had the, the, the big three of uh, America, you know, uh, whites, blacks and, and Latinos. And it was a pretty good mix and any of the bullshit never was really racial. You know, it was always just assholes or something like that. And now it's like we have people, I don't know where they're from. What What are they freaking doing here? No new jobs opened up or anything like that. It's the product of when we were all screaming and saying they're resettling these people, refugees, all over America. Yeah. And we're seeing it now. They're, they actually did settle them here. Yeah, and the Palestinians are next. And I just felt like Michael Douglas, man. I just, I, I, I don't know, what, what do I do about this? 
Well, I wonder what it's like for them anyway, because I know that they do have better access to government money than, say, we do. But how easy is it anymore? I know the well is running dry. They they have to be beginning to struggle to an extent, and it's because it's not the '80s anymore. You don't you don't come to America and everything's easy peasy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it used to be a lot easier. Yeah, to to come in here and and just assimilate. Yeah, become an American. Exactly. Get a job. You on. Everybody's fine and and cuz we cuz everybody was welcoming and everybody was gaslit to think this is a great thing. We're all yeah. going to welcome this. Yeah. A huddled masses. We're a nation of a melting pot. A nation of immigrants. No, man. But uh, yeah, so so Turkey Day today. It's Turkey Day in here. It's gonna start smelling good as soon as the show's over, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's shift gears back to Thanksgiving. Turkey. Turkey. Do you have any turkey stories for us? Ah, uh, yeah. It's not like a Thanksgiving story. It's just like a a, a goofy little story. Of, I went to um, prom with this girl my junior year, and she lived like not on a farm, but they had. It was kind of a farm, but not like a farm you would think. Just they had land. And they worked a little bit of it. And she had like a goat. I remember her saying like that. But we had never like, I'd never gone to her house. Mm-hmm. I'd always like hung out with her at like a party or we went out on a date or something like that. We only like dated a few months. You know, it was high school and stuff like that. But I had to go pick her up for prom. It was me and two of my buddies. Uh, it was going to be my date and my other buddy's date. And then we were going to go pick up the third guy's mm-hmm. prom date and head over in his mom's van, you know, to, to prom and, and do our thing. So I call her right before I leave. Because this is the days we don't have cell phones, we don't have like the internet and this crap like that. I got to call her on a freaking phone. Could be a rotary phone, maybe at this time. It's what, 1992? Mm-hmm. 93, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, 93. They were around. Yeah, it would be 93. Not many, but they were around. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't. We weren't having them, you know. Like executives <laughs> had them and stuff like that. And disaster response teams in those days. But whatever. So um, I call her, I say, hey, we're on our way. She's like, okay, I'll be, you know, I just got to get a couple things ready. She's like, stay in the car when you get to my house until I come get you or my little sister comes and gets you. And I'm like, okay, I, why? And she's like, well, just, we got all this, you know, it's like messy and stuff like that. And I just, you know, she wants to, we want to clear the way and make sure, you know, everybody's at their tuxes on and nice stuff and dresses. Because mm-hmm. we are going to go up there and take pictures and stuff like that too before we okay. left, you know. Mm-hmm. Pictures were going to have to be taken by parents. So she's like, so just stay in there and we'll make sure the area is clear. You know, the dogs and stuff like that. I think she, I, I thought it was dogs. Okay. That she was worried about fucking up our tuxedos and our dresses and all the nice things. Because she did live really rural. Mm-hmm. So we drive out there and get her. And my my one buddy, he's like, he has to piss really bad. And I'm like, hey man, we got to, you know, he's like, as soon as we get there, I'm going to get out and have to use her bathroom. Or I'm going to go, you know, in the bushes or something like that. Which I thought was tacky, so I'm like, just stay in the freaking car until her, she comes and gets us, or her sister comes and gets us. He's like, whatever, dude. I'm like, okay. I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal. I'm figuring a dog will come out and he'll he'll be fine with it, you know. So we get there, and of course, dickhead gets out and is proceeded to just ah, like do this, and he just backs up and falls on his ass, and we hear this weird like gobble, and it's not like the cartoon turkey gobble. It's weirder and like. I don't know, aggressive-ish. I can't even do it, you know. And it was kind of fr- freaky. And he's like backs up and, you know, gets back in the car. And it's a giant freaking turkey. She had a wild turkey that acted like a guard dog. And her, her you know, sister comes out. It's like, oh my god, what? <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, he got a dirty talks. So that was about it. But 
I always wonder if he pissed himself because he oh, had to pee no. really bad and he yeah. was scared. Yeah. The thing was scary. It was this big old freaking fluffy, aggravated ass turkey with the <laughs> neck bobbing and shit, you know? And it came out of nowhere. Yeah. He just like popped out of the bushes kind of. Like it was just ready to slaughter him. If it could have got to him, it would've, what would it have done? It's like pecked at his ass. It probably would have hurt. Yeah. It's probably fast and sharp as shit chop his face up. Probably you know? could. Could you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Do they have spurs like chickens do? I, I have. Really I have. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't like checking or anything turkeys. like that. You know? I assume that they can. Do I stayed some in the fucking car like she told me. You know, like just like she said. <laughs> so, so that's my story. It didn't really fuck up prom or anything like that. He was just like a kind of a pussy for about it for a little while. He's like pouty. He was one of those dudes, and something I don't know. Maybe he knew he was gonna get laid. Oh. You know, so that yeah. made him. Though that that brought him out of it. It didn't screw our night up. Because normally well, he but, was he was the kind of friend that that could have ruined the night. Yeah, he would have ruined it for everybody because we were all going together. We all had dinner reservations together, and but he wasn't like covered in piss. No, he didn't. If he did, it was like a little bit of pee. That's why I say oh, I always okay. I always wonder if he did. Okay, there was no piss confirmation, <laughs> and I didn't ask because he was in a crap ass mood about it. You know, he was like ruined. He had like this t- ruined, like Texas like accent, like a uh, kind of like Cotton from uh, Hank. You know, King of the Hill, okay. the dad, ah, like that. Uh-huh. He kind of talked like that, especially when he got agitated. I guess maybe he knew he was gonna get some, so he lightened up, and the night wasn't okay. ruined. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was ruined. You got any cool turkey stories, or uncool, or the only turkey story that I have does coincide with Thanksgiving. Not as impressive of a story as yours, mm. but we were driving down to visit my brother for Thanksgiving and had to go through the Tennessee mountains on I-65. This, so we're driving, this is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. We get up in those mountains and there is a wild turkey dead on the side of the road. We thought, how <laughs> ironic is that? That's, that's pretty uh Kind of kind of laughed about it a little bit, but what does that mean? Hopefully yeah, we right? don't die on the way to Thanksgiving. That? You're the turkey. Oh. <laughs> but my parents came down after me and they had to take that same route. They also saw the turkey. And my mom was making jokes about tossing the turkey in the trunk and bringing it down. <laughs> I wonder if anybody did. Dinner. I hope somebody did. That would be really cool. Wolves actually. or something, Solvay? Well, that I think wolves and bears. Might have happened. They have their own Thanksgiving wolves and bears. <laughs> but it's not like furry, faggy shit. It's like pretty... It's- it's pretty fucking metal, actually. Tough, yeah. But not new gay metal. Bad, like, you know, like you'd say metal back in, like, say, the late 70s or something like that. All right. You know, you know, well, speaking of turkeys again, though, that's not my only turkey story. You remember that I was a sheriff, right? Yeah. Or out in uh, Cobb County, Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a short time as a lawman. Wisconsin was pretty wild in the frontier days of the uh, mid-teens. And I was a sheriff, and... Part of my duties was pardoning turkeys for Thanksgiving. Right. And I did. I did. I'd pardon a lot, but I, I, uh, I executed a lot, too, for crimes against Thanksgiving. Gobbling without a license. Gobbling in a no-gobbling zone. Pretty serious. Serious stuff. So I sentenced a lot of turkeys to, to death, let's be frank here. Uh, and I just got this really crazy voice message, and I don't know what it means. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, we should. Hey, 
So what do you think of that? I mean, wow. I think that's a threat. I'm taking it as was, a threat. Do you think it's a... the sons and daughters of the turkeys that I executed coming back for me? Like, do they want revenge? Because there was some weird shit on the lawn. Like, weird shit, actually. Like, not like dog shit or, like, it was, like, bigger than goose shit the other day. I pay attention to that stuff. So, I'm a little bit little bit worried, honey. A little bit worried. But you know what? I trust in my home, our home defense system. You know, I trust in uh, the way I've set everything up mm-hmm. for our security, for our family and our home. I don't worry about it. You know, wh- what happens? We end up going to the bunker? That'd be fucking crazy. It's Thanksgiving, you know? Right. How about we, uh... Turkeys aren't coming. Nothing to worry about. No, it's probably like my brother pulling some bullshit on me or maybe one of the boys. Right. How can can a turkey use a phone anyway? I mean, think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they got, like, thumbs or any of that shit. No. Let's go to a commercial break right now. All right? That's a good idea. All right. Why don't you take us out, baby? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey friends, it's me Ted, host of The Good Morning Show, and I'm here to offer you some Black Friday deals. Just come on down to the Palm Granite Hills Mall in Pfister, Wisconsin, that's Pfister with a P, and you can get my book signed. That's right, I wrote a book. My brand new book, Hey Dad, It's Me Hitler, A Child's Guide to Coming Out as a Nazi, is on the New York Times bestseller list, and I'll be at a booth from 6 a.m. to noon signing copies. If you buy a copy and get it signed, only for an extra $55, you'll be entered in a Black Friday raffle to win one of three prizes. Third prize is a 17-inch VCR DVD combo. Second prize is a gently used case of 20-ounce Crystal Pepsis with a 1992 vintage. That's worth a lot of money in some circles. And last, but definitely not least, First prize is dinner for two at the Soup Factory in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So come on down to the Palm Granite Hills Mall in Pfister, Wisconsin. Once again, that's Pfister with a P. And join me, Ted, from the Good Morning Show. Buy my book. Get in line. I'll sign it. You'll be entered into the raffle. And in the meantime, deals for days. Well, actually, deals for one day. Black Friday only. All right now, folks. Come on down. Honey, I just wanted to thank you for coming with me to this. Thanksgiving dinner is a tradition at this firm. You know how the senior partners expect us to attend. No sweat, babe. I just hope nobody asks me what I do for a living like last year. Stay-at-home dad is lower on the rung than the mailroom to your coworkers. Sweetie, taking care of our boys is much more stressful and difficult than anything we do at the firm. They're all narcissists anyway. They're only pretending to listen until it's their turn to talk. Don't worry about it. Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. Well, here we go. Carrie, it's splendid to see you. This is your husband, Ted, correct? It's a pleasure to see you as well, Mr. Sneed. Ted, you remember Mr. Sneed, don't you? Yes, yes, you gave me a tour of the Arboretum last year. It was beautiful. Well, thank you, Ted. Uh, what line of business are you in, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm uh, a doctor, yeah, a doctor. Oh, good show. What hospital? Or do you have a private practice? Both. Amazing. A CPA and a doctor. Your children must be quite brilliant. Quite brilliant. 
If you both pardon me, I have to make the rounds. I am host after all. <laughs> of course. Thank you for inviting us, Mr. Sneed. My pleasure. I'm sure we'll talk again tonight, Carrie. Doctor. Doctor? Chill, baby. I'm rolling with this. Carrie, it's good to see you. This is your husband, I presume? Yes, Ted Johnson. I'm running for Senate in 2024. I'm Mike Lee. State Senate? No, my good man, for the U.S. Senate. Only Dems and the dead won't vote Ted. Excellent slogan. Republican, I presume? Absolutely, the red wave is coming. <laughs> Let's make America great again, my friend. We just have to vote harder than ever this next election. It's the biggest one of our lifetime. Big issues at stake. Just get me to Washington and I'll do the rest. I'll work for we the people. <laughs> Carrie, you got a good one here. He's got my vote. You can call me in the spring, Ted. We can set up a campaign fundraiser at my country club. Sounds like a plan, Mike. If you two don't mind, I just spotted Don Reeves. I need a word with him about the Briscoe account. No problem, Mike. It was good to see you. Mike, look forward to working for you in Washington. <laughs> we need to drain that swamp, Ted. It was a pleasure. Senator? Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm having a blast, babe. All right, honey. I'm going to find a bathroom. I'll be right back. Don't talk yourself into a corner, please. I have to work with these people. All right, all right. I'll zip it. Don't worry. Go pee, lady. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Be right back. Excuse me, sir. I just need to grab my drink. Oh, no problem, friend. Name's Ted Johnson. I'm an astronaut for NASA. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an astronaut, too. Michael Davis. Oh, wow. For NASA? Yeah. I'm at NASA. I haven't seen you around in space. Uh, we, we probably work on uh, different sides of space. Yeah, it is pretty huge. Yeah, it's space, you know? <laughs> yeah, space. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man, magical. I'm heading back next week for a couple of days. I, uh, I just got back from the moon. Nice. I guess we're supposed to go to Mars next summer. A lot of overtime on that one, you know? You're not a stay-at-home dad, are you? Uh, yeah. You got me. Yeah, so am I. We should hang out. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, honey. Sorry. Long line. This is my wife, Carrie. Carrie, this is Michael. He's an astronaut for NASA. And now for weather on the whatevers, here's your weatherman, Archie Hegsworth. Take it away, Archie. It's just wet outside because of the ground and get too windy. I don't like the wind. I don't like the wind. All right, Carrie Berry, what do you got in the news for me? In keeping with today's theme from Yahoo News. Today's turkey traditions explained how many turkeys are killed for Thanksgiving. 
Oh no, how many? Side note, there was another Yahoo article that was like, we should stop eating turkey because they're smart or something like Fuck that. Off. And I'm like, turkeys are like known for being they're stupid, retards. aren't they? Don't they like drown because they're looking I, up in the sky well, or in their eyes? One thing I read. I don't know, I'm not a farm boy. One thing I read was that they sometimes like would get like too scared and they, they stomp each other to, to death. death. Yeah. yeah. Well, then they're, it's like. What? Yeah. And they're like so meaty. Why? They're just trying Come to. On. They're yeah. just trying to move us towards the the pods the and bugs, the bugs. The exactly. Pods and the bugs. Yeah, exactly. that told because turkey's delicious, and I'm not going to stop eating it. So what they bring into question is why are Americans so obsessed with turkey for Thanksgiving it's specifically? Delicious. But why turkey specifically? Because the pilgrims and shit and the Indians. That's why, <laughs> oh, motherfucker. You never went to school in America. <laughs> who's asking? Who's writing this? First of all, what's their name? I'm going to need a name and an early life <laughs> check here or a melanin check here. Where was this author's ancestors during the American Civil War, we'll just say? Where were they? What side did they fight on? What side did they choose? Well, they go on to explain just briefly, so not much of an explanation. It's commonly believed that Americans eat turkey because of the first Thanksgiving. Oh, now we find so if we dug some facts up right now, mm-hmm. right? In 2023. We just found out the <laughs> real <laughs> origins of turkey <laughs> at Thanksgiving, guys. It's no. not going to totally throw your traditions on their asses and make you feel foolish and, oh, well, we just better let, you know, let everybody take over, let the hordes take over. Okay, go on. Well, it's not new information, but they reference the old farmer's almanac. Oh, okay. Where there are two accounts of what was eaten that night, mm-hmm. but nowhere does it specifically say turkey. Okay. Oh, shit, then. Fuck it. Let's we'll, we'll, eat the goddamn giant cockroach, then. They got a giant genetically engineered grasshopper for us to fucking munch on, don't they? They probably do. Yeah. The Farmer's Almanac did state that they ate wild fowl. Okay. And then on another entry, there's reference that turkeys and waterfowl were abundant, but that reference doesn't discuss Thanksgiving. Okay. So, so, so are they setting up like a bullshit scenario, kind of loosely based on our history and traditions to like frame us as being like, well, no one specifically said turkey. Motherfucker, turkey was on my decorations in kindergarten. Okay? It's turkey. It is. I'm almost 50. It is. What's funny is they also say that some of the foods that were there or likely there were deer. Mm-hmm. Corn, cranberries, pumpkin. Yeah, I see deer. Makes with sense, what, right? Though? It would with have been, what? Would have been abundant just at the time. Just deer? Bullshit. You don't they just... They turkeys. They had of to... Of But, but imagine, did. like, okay, all other fowl that, or, you know, that we know of in North America here, and turkeys and quail and chickens and... So what? Tur- turkeys want, are huge and they're so fatty and meaty. Well, of course the, we're going to eat The point is they're framing it like that in some weird fragmented way using truths that stand on their own that aren't the correct order or in places. So they're like taking apart our traditions and putting it back together and then saying, see how this is fucked up? Like, what, do you want us to have quail too? A duck or goose? I'm sure people do. People did probably. I know people up here in Wisconsin who had a goose for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Instead. Goose for, for Christmas was yeah, a thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it is. The same motherfucker who wrote this article was bitching about people hunting geese. Right. But well, that- you just can't kill the geese exactly. in the park. That's- that's the thing. These well, people that are saying... Yeah, they're good eating. Do you need... You know, like when, when you need to eat, you know, it's just turkeys are farmed around, like you said, because they have more meat. 
Mm-hmm. Right, so it's just exactly. an extension. It's a logical outgrow, you know, evolution of our tradition. We are not hunting anymore. You you brought a turkey. You know, you would bring a goose in. What'd you hunt? What'd you go out and kill? Did you get a turkey? You know, those days are kind of over. They've been over for not over like in you know in all situations, but over for the most part in the fucking 40s. People came home from the war and they didn't need to, uh, they weren't hunting anymore because everything was mass produced. It was on an assembly line. You know, it wasn't just cars that were on the assembly line. It was food, you know, food with food with standards and stuff like that. After the war, everything being government certified was a huge deal because they, everybody had worked for the government in the war. That have hate Hitler in the Japs. It was probably more the Japs, but now in retrospect, it's Hitler because tiny hat reasons. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just seeing like... Where I'm, this is headed? I need, I need to know who wrote that article at the end. Okay? We need okay. to discuss that. That is... Okay. Fucking needs to happen. You want to look who the author is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Looking at, no, yeah. I didn't even. Rebecca Olds. Oh, is this her Twitter? Yeah. Who do, whose side is she She's on? a Mormon. She's a Mormon. That's what it looks like, right? Oh, that's weird. That's a, that was of, a weird twist. Church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints. Yeah, but what's up with them? So then it goes on to discuss how many turkeys are killed each year to oh. make you feel bad. And oh. then the White House turkey pardon. Oh, that's awesome. The presidential that's pardon. So, that's so gay. I always thought it was kind of cute. Fucking gay. My mom thinks it's really cute. Of course, of course. All, all mom. You, you know what? It's gay because I'm a man. It's not gay because it's 2023 or whatever. It's just always been gay to me, a man, to you, a mama. You know, it's it's cute. I'm just a guy. They do that shit for the chicks. So then the article abruptly ends without really answering the question that it proposed. Of course. Which was, why, why Turkey specifically? Yeah. So they forced me to find out yourself. To, yes, to do your own research. The, yes, and they and but they wrote an article back in 2020 that told me I'm not supposed to do research. So I don't know. Now I'm getting mixed messages. I'll decide as the man of the house <laughs> what we're gonna worry Excellent. about. And some Mormon chick is not gonna. Nope. We need to move along to the next one. Not listening to some weird old lady. <laughs> Some weirdo lady. Well, the, she she writes for Yahoo, so yeah. So you're sub, she's a subversive, anyways. There's no way you can write for them and be based, not even based adjacent. From time, oh. reputable source, credible in, source. In early America, uh-huh. it was a tradition to have turkey, and turkeys were marched from the farm that they were at to through town the yeah to the place that they were all gonna go be slaughtered and some of them talk about was that kosher is that a kosher way to do it is that kosher right i don't i don't know we need to research that i'm making any accusations of somebody enlighten me because you know you're making that march man and so there there was a person then like a turkey a turkey master a turkey who's the turkey master of your town it is i John Turkey. Who's no? If they're, if they're English, they'll be. Tur- uh, who's the turkeyer? <laughs> Katna. Who's the turkeyer in town? Sorry, madam. Will Turkey, my brother John's not the turkeyer. He's a fraud, an imposter. The turkey drover. The turkey's fucking way better than what I can. I mean, turkey is cool, but turkey drover, you know, that's badass. I'm putting that on my fucking business card against it. 
next to business dad. Time Magazine shares a few different theories of where Turkey comes from. Okay. So some would say Sarah Joseph Hale. She's considered the godmother of Thanksgiving. Okay, I've never... Okay. I've never heard that either. Yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Godmother of Thanksgiving, that's really cool, actually. It's a badass. We need to give people in this country titles like that again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When did that happen? You know, or when did... When did, that, when did that stop? I don't know. Sometime in our life. I know that. Okay. Well, she emphasized the idea of a turkey with Thanksgiving. Okay, so she's like the marketing lady who like drove that. She owned like a turkey farm or obviously, probably something. Big turkey. And Abraham Lincoln declared it a national holiday. Oh, there's that guy again. That was 1863. All right. Others believe it is because of how Ben Franklin revered the turkey. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said he, it was an intelligent animal. Right, how he kind wanted it to be... Is that correct? That he wanted it to be the, the, the bird, the bird. Of the yeah. nation, yeah. right? Instead yeah. of the bald eagle. Other people believe that the tradition actually comes from England. It was historically eaten in celebration and feasts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean... That's, so that would make sense, but imagine it already is. Yeah, you know, and everybody's here in, in England, yeah, and then and you come here and there's wild turkeys. There's way bigger turkeys. So I began to look a little further back at that first Thanksgiving, uh-huh. which brought me to Mayflower400UK.org. Oh, I'm one of those. The story that we did learn in school, this mm-hmm. got, went into a little bit more detail than I think any of my textbooks ever did. Yeah about how they landed in the wrong place and then like half of them died and then they made a compact with with the Wampanoag Wampanoag tribe okay okay I'm very familiar with them no I'm not I'm not at all I just heard about them actually from you so they were the tribe that helped them through that next year. So then by the next November, 1621, they had their first Thanksgiving. Crops and stuff like that, right. yeah. So there was the supposedly a, like 100 of those natives uh-huh. and then these 50 survivors of the Mayflower. And they helped, part of the, the compact was that they were helping the natives mm-hmm. by protecting them With from the, rival rival yeah. tribes. So it makes sense. But there were links to go a little further, one of them being more about the haunting role slavery plays of in the course. Mayflower story. Here we go. Here. So as you can detect, this site is rather you know, official narrative, feel bad about who you are. Yeah, yeah, which I don't ascribe to. Side of things. I don't believe but, a lot of it. At least I don't believe it how it's presented to me. But I'm sticking with Turkey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what some weirdo lady says. Well, and not knowing where it comes from, or maybe if it was just absolutely made up at some point mm-hmm. because it's part of this programming that we have. Well, it, I don't. It, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I love spending time with my family and having a huge beautiful meal in national news speaker of the house johnson says that he's going to be releasing forty-four thousand hours of footage from january 6th oh fuck how what year is it exactly but all that they've released so far about 90 hours of footage last friday 
-hmm. So that's just 90 hours of this supposed 44,000 hours that we're going to see. But they say that this is expected to be released to the public over the next several months. Oh, you need, man, we saw a promise of something happening. How can I believe? Well, how can we believe that? that, How could anybody? uh, I saw so much crap that actual day. The footage that we did see. The footage of Jade Sackler. Jade Sackler's footage with that Sullivan weirdo who's connected Mm -hmm. to his adoptive father Mm -hmm. and his brother, his twin brother. Brother is a proud boy, right? And I think his dad's in in. Uh, Are they CIA? In, I think he, whose dad was in MI, military intelligence. Okay. You know, this was the whole freaking operation was set up. Mm-hmm. They're they're admitting it. Right. You know. Well, and how much? What? What was? What? What? How do people just not see it, or do they not care? Some people don't see it. They can't. There's no way. Or, or no do they just not care? It. Or they just don't care? They're just ignoring it. But they don't look closely enough. Like, you what know, do they think when they you, just believe what they're told and they don't like do you you know do you see they're setting up a shot like this is like a this is a freaking movie right this is a movie well we even saw some footage a real of time fucking crisis movie the mm. do you remember it looked like a scene that wasn't you weren't supposed to see it from this angle yeah the camera yeah that we were yeah, watching yeah. It. Yes, it was yes. like these are just supposed to be extras in the background somewhere yeah and the guys and because it was cops right they were like lined up against yeah. the wall mm-hmm. and they were running out and then running back yeah and running out and then running back and there were some cops in the front there was one guy that had his baton yeah and he was just going around like tapping on pipes and like tapping on like the bike rack. Yeah, yeah. And he like, what is this? Why is this guy here? Get him out of it here! He doesn't know what he's doing. It looked insane from one angle. Like it, it looked like a. Per, it looked like which it is. It was performance art. Exactly. But when you see Who that exact that? the footage, you know, the, from a different camera angle, the official ones that you were that like uh, Joe Normie, Joe and Jane Normie were shown. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like absolute chaos. chaos. Mm-hmm. Like these maggots took over the camp in the gayest fucking takeover ever. You know, that was that was just the place was crawling with grifters. First of all, January sixth, and the people leading up to it. Right. There was a, there's tons of grifting done That's in the true. way leading up to it. People were going to stop the steal and yeah, you know, so many um, Q tubers. Yeah, yeah, went that were there and are not in jail yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're still Q tubing. Yeah, but they're yeah, but they're dangerous though right to the establishment how fucking suck it how would they not be in prison i know they would put them in prison if if some of these other assholes are right i'm not saying that the guys are assholes i don't know who they are because i don't know what the fuck to believe i do believe that a lot of people that got caught up in what was controlled yeah people that weren't part of the on control a tour thinking what the right. fuck is going on i do believe that there's a good chunk of people like that boomers that are think they were on like a, a larping like uh amusement park ride reality amusement park ride these a lot of boomers were just like living there, like, oh it's just great you know we get a guided tour insurrection well, i mean you know what i'm saying but that was a, the footage that we saw also that like it's a that looked like the footage you weren't supposed to see yeah was the guards pulling the gates back like hold, yeah you know, the because they were those gates that you could two guys could pick up and move mm-hmm. yeah yeah temporary you know like, right yeah, exactly gates, like, you know. and they were moving those and they were ushering in it, a lot of them were boomers mm-hmm. and it, i remember seeing a couple like holding hands you yeah know, this old boomer couple yeah it was just like cute it, it was cutesy it was like it was hilarious to be honest to watch all that stuff that day 
the next day the stuff came out because there were people in the same areas all live streaming at once there was this guy on d live who had a camera down there i want to say that you know that the d live channel there was another channel that was doing a whole different thing um from a different angle there was all these people live streaming stuff and that's that's where you see that's probably what that forty-four thousand hours is it's all those people who streamed their their stuff and all the the special crisis actor angles and because the whole thing just smells horrible you know the whole thing is absolute performance art which is what you come to expect from the theater cast that is apparently running it you know running the front not saying they're they're the ones obviously not masterminding this whole thing they're just being used as the theater puppet class that they are you know to to further a narrative and a story and in a way to keep us all penned into one area doing what they want from Project Censored, more of an opinion piece on the use of AI in colleges and universities. Oh, yeah. What their argument is, is that these big tech companies are data mining from the school, mm-hmm. from the students, yeah. and the faculty, and the AI is learning from them. But the schools not paying. are exactly the schools are in the ch- the kids are not getting compensated. <laughs> like it's right. it's my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking exactly. Well, what? I mean, I <sighs> shut the fuck up, man. Universities. That is their whole argument that they should be compensated. That's the argument here from. <laughs> Project Censor. They also discuss other concerns that people have about AI being used in the schools and pointed out that much of our knowledge of AI comes from the movies that we watch. (laughs) So we all have this fear of AI taking taking over. over. Doing what? You know, what, what, what would it care to do? Destroy mankind. I think that's the concern. To just kill us all. To like genocide all of us. I think, isn't that the ultimate concern? That's like, pretty that's narcissistic The war there, of the people. robots. Why wouldn't it just fuck off to its endless cyber world? Wow. Where it lives? One thing with AI that I was thinking with this whole, you know, universities and AI is they were worried about students having these things write their papers and stuff. Write their codes. You the, know? The universities are concerned about academic integrity. So they're just being jagoffs about everything. The in universities, AI. yes. I could see that though. You gotta, you gotta keep that but, shit in check. Exactly. You know. Because they but will overstep their bounds. But still, teachers. Uh, no offense if you're a teacher and you listen. I, I probably like you, or you'd fucking hate me in school. So, you know, I'm that's for damn sure. <laughs> As an adult, you'd like me. That's fine. But in local news. A racine man was arrested for driving under the influence. It's racine. Operating while intoxicating. OWI here, you guys. Okay. All right, now we're talking here, buddy. This is Wisconsin. Let's go. We got a we got a we got a triple threat here. We got a hat trick. He was pulled over last week. Okay by an officer who thought by the way the man was driving that he may be inebriated. Okay. He is 41. Mm-hmm. His name is Darnell Freeman. <laughs> yeah. He was arrested and taken to the hospital to check his blood mm-hmm. for alcohol. He's now charged for driving while under the influence. If he is convicted for operating while intoxicated, mm-hmm. this will be his fifth or sixth offense pending 
the outcome of another case that's oh, that's currently he's pending. Oh, he's dragging his fifth DUI, possibly? His six? fifth is pending right now, and this would be his sixth if... If convicted. The pending, the pending one is, is, a is a conviction, right? And then this is a conviction. Also a conviction. So he's sitting on four. So he's for right sure now. had four. So okay, so he's he's up there. He's about to hit a level where I, I don't know, they like a special jacket. You know, was like what you know, they right. go to like a dinner. You get a gold jacket, There's an association, and every year they meet and they got these jackets that they all wear at the club. You know, the five timers club or something. Because he's at four. He's like, he's above. I mean, the old days, we call the, um, you know, the old Fast Times, Wisconsin. Four really wasn't shit. Like the '80s, some of my buddies' uncles and, and, and dads' and grandpas. He's got like 14 DUIs. I remember him complaining in the '80s that like seven is that's just. We're drawing a line at your seventh DUI. You shouldn't be driving anymore. Like what the fuck, you know? Because uh, it was Wisconsin, and people's attitudes were like, well, what do you mean, driving drunk? Like, yeah, how else do you drive, you know? <laughs> I mean, in my neighborhood, you didn't, we live on this little lake, you know, a little neighborhood. There was one way in and one way out. One road that wrapped around a lake, it came in and did a loop, you know, to like two, three streets, I think there was like a, at that time. And the bar was like at the top, at the, like a mile down the road. It was the lake bar. You could take your boat there. Oh, Motherfuckers wow. used to drive their We will return to your scheduled programming shortly, or we are currently experiencing technical difficulties. I'm Carrie Berry from The Good Morning Show, and like all loving moms, I worry about what I'm going to feed my family from day to day with the ingredients I have on hand. And with that old dickhead in the White House, a dollar just ain't stretching as far as it used to. It's hard enough getting a delicious dinner on the table every night during peacetime. Now can you imagine satisfying your picky eaters when that decrepit old fool finally kicks off World War III and you're stunk down in your bunker with 25 years of boring old MREs? I mean, do you think the kids are going to get excited over tuna with noodles or chicken a la king? No way! Not to worry though, my Bunker Bistro recipe book is here to the rescue. Stuck with boring old beef stew, some crackers, cheese spread, and a few dashes of Tabasco sauce will turn that run-of-the-mill beef stew into a delicious and nutritious potluck pie. A birthday coming up? I got you covered. With a couple of ingredients and some love, you can turn a pound cake into a tasty and festive field birthday cake. Included in this book are over 200 field-tested recipes used by our boys and girls overseas fighting for Israel. Included are ranger pudding, loaded baked potato, Asian hash, ranger stew, field cobbler, field pizza, cheese brisket sandwich, and dozens more. Everything you need to make these tasty dishes will be included in the MREs themselves. That's the beauty of it. No extra shopping needed. Just mix, cook, 
and serve. As a bonus, if you order in the next 45 minutes, I'll take $20 off the bill and I'll throw in a 12-count box of Angry Eagle MREs. That's an overall value of $400. And I'm giving it to you for the discounted price of my book, $79.95. Go to www.bunkerbistro.com and order now. Enter Carryberry in the discount code to get the $20 off and the MREs. Order now. Don't delay. Bunker Bistro Recipe Book, not available in California and Illinois. Wilma, my dear, it's been over 22 years since we came down into this bunker. September 12, 2001, less than 24 hours after the second tower fell. I remember it like it was yesterday. I think it's time we find out what happened. I'm going to grab my gear and go out there. Hank, no! What if there are mutant gangs roaming the wasteland? Wilma, my love, I'll have to take that chance. I'll take my long gun and my short gun. Just enough rations and some chocolate bars to trade, just in case the situation presents itself. Oh, Hank, I'm so scared. What if you never come back? I won't know what to do. Don't leave, please. Sweetheart, I'll only be gone for three days. You'll have enough food, medicine, and ammo to last another 22 years. I have to do this, Wilma. We must know. I love you, Hank. Please come back to me. I love you too, Wilma. I'll be back before you even miss me. Three days later... Wilma, it's awful out there. Much worse than I ever could have thought possible. What? How? The surface is crawling with mutants. I noticed two distinct gangs, one with oddly colored hair. They were covered in tattoos with the piercings everywhere. I couldn't tell who was a man and who was a woman. My God, that's horrible. The second gang seemed like normal people until you came up on them. Then you noticed they were wearing surgical masks or sometimes respirators, probably to hide some deformity I couldn't tell. Hank, that must have been terrifying. It was, but it gets worse. Aside from the mutants, the surface is crawling with barbaric hordes. I barely heard the English language spoken. They don't even speak English up there anymore? Some do, but not many. From what I heard up there, it appears the world is openly controlled by an elite cabal of satanic pedophiles. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. That's not even the worst part. What? What could possibly be worse than that? We had a black president. <gasps> Welcome back, folks, to a suddenly very serious Thanksgiving episode of the Good Morning Show. Uh, the studio was attacked by paragliding turkeys. We rushed to safety, and we're in an undisclosed location somewhere in Wisconsin. So In our bunker. In our bunker. Yeah, we're safe. We got 25 years of everything we need. Mm -hmm. All of those MREs we prepared. Yeah, from Carrie's book, too. We're going to have a pretty good menu, I think. Over yeah, the next, I don't know how many years, as soon as they subside, I don't know what's going on with these things. How long do you think this will be going on? Well, we're good for 25 years, so. Do you think these turkeys that attacked the studio have anything to do with that voicemail that we got earlier? Not, no, not necessarily. I mean, these turkeys were different. 
I'm just saying, I've never seen turkeys attack like that. It was coordinated. I don't think there's, you know, it's just some wild old turkey from Cobb County, Wisconsin that's coming back for revenge. This, this is probably just like a Thanksgiving, like retaliation against humanity. It's probably going on all over the freaking planet right now. So you think a global coordinated effort. Yeah, turkeys. actually, you know what? Now that I think of it, you guys should get prepared. You should probably get to your bunkers. Yes, be prepared for the attack of the turkeys. It could ha- it, it, it happened to us. You know, the studio is destroyed. We're here in the bunker. Kind of pissed off about that, personally. We're going to have to find another place to do the show do, from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not going to despair. I'm going to be thankful that we're all alive. Knock it off, boys. Well, we do have each other. And we have all of you, our listeners, and it looks like we have internet access, so we will be on Twitter as much as possible. Yeah, reporting to you. From the bunker. From the bunker. Might even do the show from down here. It's kind of got a nice atmosphere. Well, we don't know how long we'll be down here. Well, if we're going to be down here for a while, we're probably going to have to clear out the catacombs of lizard people. Make sure there are none. Yeah, yeah, lizard people, mole people. What, you know, who the fuck knows? Mm -hmm. Mantids. Mantids could be anybody. Big feet, right? Want to be like big feet, big foot? It's a bunch of big foots. Because big foots is stupid. Big feet? It would have to be big feet. All right. We should probably get going. Thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you. Bye-bye.